The police are offering free Doritos if you turn in your dealer on 420. A man was arrested for baptizing himself naked in a church fountain. And the feral cat hunting competition for children has been canceled after backlash. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. I have three weird, crazy, weird, strange news stories from around the world. Let's go. The police are offering Doritos if you turn in your dealer on 420. It's 420. Happy 420. Are you doing your 420 duty? You know what that is. I want to get high, so high. We have here a story out of Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania is still living in the 20th century, and uh, marijuana is not legal, unfortunately. The New Cumberland Borough Police Department says they're encouraging a very special 420 day by offering... Some special services to the residents on a day recognized in cannabis culture. The police department says they're willing to check any product for free that residents want to bring to the station. It says here, for your troubles, you will get a regular size bag of Doritos for bringing in your product. The police also say if someone would like to turn in their dealer, they'll give them a family size bag of Doritos. <laughs> Oh, see, I thought snitches got stitches. Apparently, snitches get Cool Ranch Doritos, which I do love. Would never turn in a dealer for a bag of Doritos. In fact, I suggest all the dealers in Pennsylvania flip it on them and uh, give a free family-sized bag of Doritos to all of your clients when they purchase from you on 420. That way you can even... Give them two bags of Doritos. How about that? Or a bag of Doritos and a bag of Fritos, or maybe Funyuns, something like something fun like Funyuns. Do you guys like Funyuns? Funyuns are nice on 420. 420 Funyuns, that's what we're doing. Now, I guess you got to give it to the police department for trying something fun on 420, but I don't see it being successful because who the hell's going to turn in their dealer for just a bag of Doritos? I mean, are you okay, Pennsylvania? <laughs> I love how they're spending their time trying to crack down on cannabis users. You know, maybe you want to like spend your time tracking down violent criminals. Just an idea of a better way to spend the community's resources. I mean, how pleased must be the community that there's their resources and their tax dollars are spent arresting stoners. Oh, it's like arrest that guy. He's stoned and he and that condition. He he may try to build a website. Got to get him off the streets. Put him in a little cell with another stone person. They can argue who could win in a fight. Robocop or Ant-Man. <laughs> I've never seen a stone person commit a violent act on anything except food, by the way. Alcohol, on the other hand, I've seen some crazy stuff. People on alcohol. I once was drinking around a fire in the woods of New Hampshire, and I saw a dude so drunk he jumped into the fire and danced in it. I saw that. That's alcohol for you, bro. So obviously I am a supporter of cannabis over alcohol. And in case you don't know your history, April 20th in the cannabis culture began in Marin County, California, 1971, when five students would meet at 4.20 p.m. to smoke marijuana. Marijane. And today being 4.20, you better believe I availed myself of some cannabis on my balcony in in a sunbeam. I can't think of a better way to spend 420. 
And I'd like to wish you all a happy 420. I even did a 420 story for you. How about that? Hey, you know, we got themes here on Weird AF News. Themes. An Arizona man is arrested for baptizing himself naked in the church fountain. I thought this was a Florida story. Nope, Arizona. Arizona is just like Florida, but without the rain. It's desert Florida. An Arizona man had to be arrested because he was baptizing himself in a church fountain in the nude this past week. Jeremiah Sykes is 20 years old, just trying to be saved, just wants to turn his life over to the Lord. That's all. Baptizing himself. Maybe he couldn't uh, meet his schedule with the baptizing schedule. Maybe he works on those days. He's going to do it himself. Maybe it costs money to get baptized these days. I don't know. Haven't been baptized in a very long time. We have Jeremiah reportedly found nude in the fountain of the One Life Church in Mesa, Arizona. According to the court documents, he was told to leave the church fountain, but he obstinately stayed and grabbed a blanket. Sykes was taken to a holding facility by the police and charged with criminal trespassing and indecent exposure as well. But he's all right in the Lord's eyes, I think, and that's all that matters in this world. Am I right? It says here, uh, while at the holding facility, Mr. Sykes was very uncooperative. He refused to take a mug shot. He allegedly assaulted two detention officers, punching one officer in the head. The suspect reportedly punched another who tried to intervene as well. It says here that both detention officers had to be transported to the hospital for immediate medical attention because they both had lacerations. Lacerations. You don't want to get a laceration. That's a fun word to say with a lisp. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stoned. Ah, I got, you got to hand it to this guy, though, trying to baptize himself in a fountain. I mean, I think something else was going on. I don't know what that was. It's very hot in Arizona. Perhaps he's just cooling off, and it was the nearest body of water. There's not a lot of bodies of water in Arizona. There's a lot of bodies. <laughs> it is a desert. It's a place where you'll definitely find bodies in a desert. You're not going to find bodies of water out there, though. So I think he's just trying to cool off. I think the church should allow people to bathe in their fountains, you know? They don't have to pay taxes after all. Just let the people bathe in your fountain when they're hot, bro. I mean, they shouldn't be nude. <laughs> I mean, we can all agree on that. But, I mean, it doesn't say what time it was. I mean, maybe you, you should be able to be nude if it's after midnight and you're bathing in the fountain. There's nobody around. Um, maybe he really was trying to baptize himself. He was, it was late night. He was having some impure thoughts about his sister because <laughs> that's a thing one does in Arizona. The desert Florida, bro. Desert Florida. Ah, let's just be thankful he didn't also bar mitzvah himself that day as well. But at the end of the day, he's saved, guys. You know, he's got a criminal record, but he's saved. And that's all that matters, right? How the Lord perceives you, not how society perceives you. <laughs> A cat hunting competition for children was canceled after some backlash. Organizers of the annual North Canterbury hunting competition announced a category for the most feral cats killed. And this competition had to be removed from the overall hunting competition following some public backlash and media coverage. This story is out of New Zealand. The announcement was posted on social media on Tuesday, saying the organizers were incredibly disappointed by the reaction to the new category in their fundraiser, which they say prompted, quote, 
vile and inappropriate emails and messages sent to the school and others involved. I don't know what you expected. <laughs> you, you put out there a feral cat hunting competition for children, and then you're surprised about some backlash and some angry, what you're calling inappropriate emails. <laughs> hey, kids, go out there and kill all the cats you can find. <laughs> Wow, people are up in arms about this cat-killing competition that we're holding this weekend. We're just trying to raise some money, just having a good cause here. What's wrong with killing cats? I don't see the big deal. Here's another quote from the organizers. Our sponsors and school safety are our main priority, so the decision has been made to withdraw this category for this year to avoid further backlash at this time. Now, they're saying that this announcement of the cancellation comes after a Canterbury cat died from sepsis after being shot with an air rifle. It's unclear if there was any link to the competition, which offered child hunters aged 14 or younger a $250 cash prize for the most feral cats killed in North Canterbury over the next two and a half months, as well as a shot at the $4,600 spot prize for junior hunters in the form of a child's motorbike. Says here, the now withdrawn feral cat killing category gave young hunters from the 15th of April until late June to kill as many feral cats as they could as part of the competition. This was a fundraiser for a school and a new pool, apparently. The new category was met almost entirely with praise by the locals when it was launched. But some have since expressed concern that most people, let alone children, would not be able to tell the difference between feral and non-feral cats. Agreed! I mean, unless you're going to catch each one and check it for a, a little microchip first. <laughs> I love how, like, the locals were pretty supportive of it when it launched. Yeah, just have children running around with air rifles shooting cats in the neighborhood. What's wrong with that? Or throwing Chinese stars at them or however they decide to. Just imagine seeing a bunch of cats just hanging from trees. What are you doing, hanging cats from trees? Yeah, I'm just trying to win the bike. That's all. Now, the competition organizers did state on social media when they opened the junior competition on April 15th that all participants were warned that any child found with a killed microchipped cat in their bounty would be eliminated. <laughs> Just want to let you know. And, yeah, but then how do you tell between a feral and non-feral cat? You know? Meanwhile, your cat's been killed for a contest. We have here Margaret McGuire, a former sponsor in Locals, said she feared for her cat's safety, particularly her cat George. Oh, poor George likes to go roaming. She feared for George and others like him who were born feral but raised domestically. She said, quote, George would have been dead before they, before they know it, before they would know that George was chipped. It says here, McGuire was raised rurally and understood the importance of pest control, though, but was doubtful that most people, let alone children, could tell the difference between her domesticated farm cat and any wild cats. Feral cats were considered cats who lived independently of humans and were not the same as stray and house cats, which had varying interactions and dependence on actual people. Another professional in the story says they support the control of feral cats, obviously, as they have a major impact on native wildlife. But it, this had to be, quote, undertaken by experienced people using approved humane methods, not children. I agree. <laughs> not children who don't know what they're doing. Just going to kill everything. I'd, I'd imagine they'd kill a few squirrels and muskrats while they're out there. Um, this uh, includes the equipment of the correct caliber used by trained professionals, they're suggesting. Competition organizers declined to comment until 
until before a formal meeting that was taking place this upcoming Tuesday about the situation. Now, I just went searching for the official website for this Canterbury hunting competition. Couldn't find it. I got their Facebook page, though. I was trying to figure out what other animals are in the competition. There are average weight categories for killed wild pigs and wild deer. You can win a thousand bucks for that. I keep scrolling down here. Oh, they're giving away a car <laughs> as well. Wow, they really want people hunting. They got some pretty good prizes. Uh, entries now open for wild hogs. Okay, wild hogs. Uh, oh, and uh, looks like any any naked Floridians. If you if you happen to catch some naked catch and kill some naked Floridians in the area of Canterbury, you can be eligible for a free uh, scooter. It looks like <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just making stuff up as I go along. A lot of deer. Hogs. Yeah, it looks like they took down the feral cat advertisement here. Oh my goodness, there's a photo of so many killed hogs. Wow, a lot of them, man. There's got to be a couple hundred hogs just laying on the ground of a what looks like a parking lot. Oh, this is a wild competition, man. I don't even know this existed. I'm sure it's necessary to uh, do some damage control when it comes to these wild animals over there. Um, but, I mean, having children out there with air rifles shooting small animals as part of a contest seems a little irresponsible to me. But what do I know? I don't have kids. And I also don't have any cats. ¿Cómo te llamas? Hey, man. Happy 420, bro. Yeah. Hey, man. It's the official cannabis holiday, bro. Yeah. Are you guys... You guys feeling good? Did you did you take your medicine, man? You took your medicine today. Today's the day. Take your medicine, man. But don't overdo it, bro. Don't overdo it. You may not have enough munchies in the fridge to handle a 420 OD, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? How are you guys celebrating 420? Are you uh, getting really high and watching Stanley Kubrick movies? That's something I really, really love to do. Another thing I like to do is get high and watch live stream police chases on YouTube. Yeah, they they live stream a lot of police chases here in Los Angeles. And there seems to be one almost every day. Uh, it's the camera from the helicopter from above showing you where the car, like the car trying to get away from the cops and all the shenanigans that go with that. So I like to watch those when I'm stoned and pretend that. I'm watching my buddy play Grand Theft Auto over my house. It's pretty cool. It's a fun way to spend a stoned afternoon, I find. Anyways, let's give, let's, let's, uh, in the style of Bob Marley, give thanks and praise. Listen to Bob Marley today. That's a, that's a good way to spend 420 as well. Uh, I want to give some shout outs. Uh, actually, just one shout out. Uh, Rhea bought me coffees. Rhea bought me coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com. She bought me several coffees and wrote, happy birthday, and had some little cake emojis for me. It's really, really sweet. It made me very, very happy. I'm so appreciative of all the birthday love that I'm getting. A couple people reached out to me. They're like, what's your address? I want to send you something. Haven't gotten anything yet, but uh, looking forward to it. Uh, please don't send me um, any illegal substances through the mail. We, we frown upon that, okay? I do not accept illegal substances through the mail. Unless they were purchased by me off the dark web. That way I know what I'm getting. <laughs> I'm just playing, guys. I don't condone any of this behavior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be responsible. Be responsible. Be a responsible citizen. Just like our politicians and pastors, you know? Be responsible like them. <laughs> I'm high. Where am I? Where was I? I lost my place. 
Oh, I'm going to publish a couple of phone calls after this, and you can call the show yourself. That's right. 646-450-2012. And tomorrow's Friday, so we're going to do stories only from the state of Florida. Florida Friday on Weird AF News. And if you would like to contribute to Florida Friday, you can send me any Florida stories from this week. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also drop them into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones as well. Please make it a recent story. I appreciate that. Please don't send me stories that I already covered, like last week. I get a lot of stories about Florida, and I've already covered them. And it makes me wonder if the people sending me stuff are, are listening to the podcast anymore. I still appreciate the effort, though. But, like, listen. Yeah? Listen to the show. Why not? Uh, anyways, yeah, we'll see you for Florida Friday tomorrow. And I, I hope to hear from you. We're gonna, it'll be a doozy of an episode, I think. I won't be as stoned. Definitely not. Maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe, you know, 421, 420. Eh, pretty close, right? Pretty close. Eh. Hey, Jonesy, uh, we need an update on the uh, Edwardsville Pierogi Festival versus the Chicago Pierogi Festival. You got any uh, any outcomes of how that battle went down? Oh, I got snakes under my porch. Hank, you can't hear the hissing, Hank. Just give me my shotgun, Hank. Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. The old stuff is just as good as the new stuff. Okay, I don't know if you uh, all realize that. Good gems in there. Hello, Jonesy. Um, I think I do remember you talking about an episode um, where there were people who um, got into a sword fight while playing Monopoly. Um, the the um, son of one of the neighbors grabbed the sword and, and tried stabbing someone with it. And, um, yeah, I think you did talk about that. Um and but I feel like in an earlier episode, I don't know. Um, but I hope you're doing well. And I was wondering if it is hot where you are. And um, yeah, I also like the uh, the French rap song. I would say <laughs> I was laughing really hard too um, when I heard it. But I would say the episodes from April sixth. 7th and 11th are the best so far. Good luck with your life, man. Oh, it's Hannah from Chicago. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. And I heard you say you're going to do a show in Bellflower, California. And when I heard Bellflower, it took me back 40 years to the basketball games I used to go to at the University of Iowa, and I would hear the announcer say, and introducing out of Bellflower, California, from St. John Bosco High School, Steve Carcino. Yeah, we had a great point guard named Steve Carcino, a real finesse player. Just really awesome. Went on to play five seasons in the uh, NDL, the National Basketball League, down in Australia. Anyhow, 
it's interesting how just one word can just trigger your memory and take you straight back. Anyway, good luck with your show there. And um, now that I'm on the line here, I'll just take this opportunity to remind all the weirdos that April 27th, Thursday, April 27th, is Jonesy's birthday. And this will be plenty of opportunity and plenty of time for everyone who's interested to call Jonesy at 646-450-2012. As we all know the number by now, 646-450-2012. And call him if you'd like, and I'm sure he'll give you his address if you have any interest in sending Jonesy a birthday present. Uh, he'll give you his address, and if you just want to send him a card, maybe with a little gift card or something inside, some cash money. That's always appreciated because, you know, cash is king. But anyhow, um, if you have any inclination to do that or to maybe go to the Patreon, patreon.com, and search for Weird AF News and join the Patreon, you know, you can join for a little as a dollar a month, a dime a day, as I like to say, for the daily content that we get here from this wonderful podcast that Jonesy works so hard on to provide to us on a five-day-a-week basis. You know, he really puts his heart and soul into it and just really appreciates it so much for what he does for us. You can also go to weirdafnews.com and click on the link that says buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. And that is like uh, joining the Patreon, sort of, you know, with the amount that it costs for a cup of coffee. It's equivalent to joining the pi Patreon on a, like, $2 or $2.50 level. 